North-South Connection. Welcome back to the Temple and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now bring in my co-host for the night. First, Jennifer Smith. How you doing, Jenny? I am good, Logan. I'm happy to be back linking up Luchas with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, happy to have you as always. Jake Williams, you're, you're here also. What's up? <laughs> I am here. Um, I had to pay you know, it back because I did yeah, that did. last time, so I had yeah, to do it this time. I like it. <laughs> um, just happy to be back in this uh, this triangle. <laughs> triangle of Lucha. Triangle mm. of ter- Terror and Lucha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll we're, tonight we're going to be looking at the Lucha Underground episodes from March 25th, 2015 and April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2015. Um, but before we get into tonight's episodes, uh, Jake, I know you listened to the pod. Uh, what did you think about what we talked about last time? Yeah, um, two big happenings, it seemed like, on that one. We had the cage match and the, uh, the coffin match, the grave consequences, if you will. Um I thought uh, one thing I was thinking is Sean brought up that the he uh, made a pretty good point, you know, that they moved through feuds pretty quick here, maybe too fast. And I was kind of thinking about that and I kind of get what he's saying. But also, I, I guess like I was thinking of it that they like, I guess at this point, they don't know how long they're going to be on the air. And like at this point in time with this, I think they've cut a pretty good pace. I agree with them that they're rushing through things a bit, but I think for you know, 2015 and a weekly TV show, and this is like the only thing that they have. Like, I don't yeah. think we could expect them to draw things out too, too long. Mm-hmm. But I was with them that I, I could, I would like to see some of these things slow burn a bit more, kind of like what they're doing with Conan and uh, and Puma. But I got his point that it does seem like every other week they feel the need to do some huge kind of blow off thing. Yeah, yeah I definitely understood where he was coming from. I, I definitely think. Uh, Muertes and Phoenix definitely needed to have some kind of match. Maybe not straight to a coffin match or a grave consequence match, whatever you want to call it. But they definitely needed to have some kind of big match because they had been building that one for seems like you know you know five or six weeks at that point. So, but the Quer- the Cuerno and Mundo probably did get rushed into the cage match fairly quickly. So, um, I definitely understood where he was coming from. But uh, Jimmy, what do you think about what we talked about last time? Um, I agree with Sean pretty much mostly like to me I always kind of thought she was going to turn back so I to me it wasn't the end of the view you can always do whatever you want you know you can bring this feud up in a month you know and heat it back up to me it has legs like and the fact they did the coffin match is just kind of badass to me like (laughs) they should I like that hot ramp up like it fits our it fits our show and it fits mm-hmm. our style on this, as opposed to something like, well, they're going to start um, soon here, a tournament that's going to last for a fucking month. And I was like, why do we have to waste a month on a tournament? <laughs> um, so it's like give and take, I guess. But um, I liked uh, Sean being so amused by, I think it was striker calling out the dirtiness of, of the temple and how grimy it was and um which i actually had a note for our set of episodes similar to that so it sort of popped me when i heard sean talk about it Mm -hmm. and um yeah i feel like i got most of the high points from you guys there was some 
sexy star slander that I did not appreciate that much, but <laughs> she has been booked quite terribly um, mm -hmm. to this point. So I can't disagree with that either. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he was pretty hard on uh striker and star on the last time he, he had a lot mm -hmm. of thoughts about striker on the last episode. So sure. Um, did. And yeah. Like you said, he, he probably went a little harder on Star than he should have, but she has been booked pretty badly so far, so um, I can't completely disagree with him, like you said. You have anything else? No, no, I don't think so. I gotcha. All right. Um, well, then we'll go on to episode number 20, which is from March 25th. Uh, we open with highlights from uh, Alberto, Alberto El Patron's debut against Tejano. Um, Conan, uh, is, uh, then they show some highlights of Conan teaching and hyping up Puma. Uh, then we get highlights of Angelico and Son of Havoc and Ivelisse's rivalry so far. And uh, then we get some uh, highlights of Cage and Puma's previous match where uh, Conan threw in the towel. Um, we then get played in by our female singer once again. Um, she didn't really sing this time. They just kind of play some music. Uh, but Stryker and Vamp then tell us about our two big title matches we have tonight. Uh, Alberto versus Tejano for the AAA Mega Championship in the Bull Rope match, and then Cage versus Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship in a Boyle Heights street fight. But we open our proceedings tonight with a match between Angelico and Havoc, kind of going back to the highlights that they showed at the beginning of the show. Um, Havoc opens things up with a big spear. He then uh, goes for a big dive, and I think he botched the dive, but commentary tries to cover it up by saying he saw that Angelico moved, so he kind of changed directions and ended up just kind of punching him outside. Mm. Uh, I think he kind of messed up the dive, and they kind of tried to cover for him. Um, Ivelisse is screaming at Havoc, uh, <laughs> kick uh, Angelico's ass. She does that, like, the entire match, and uh, Vamp is very, very annoyed by her uh, throughout. Um, but they get a short little reversal exchange, won by Havoc with a clothesline. He then grinds Angelico's face into the mat before curb stomping him. Back up, they exchange uh, strikes before Angelico hits a jumping knee. Follows that with a little breakdance kick is what I called it. Again, I made a note that Vamp is very annoyed by Ivelisse throughout this match, makes a ton of comments. Uh, big kick from Angelico before whipping him into the corner. Havoc then gets an elbow up on the charge, goes to the top, uh, but get, hits gets hit with a Pele kick with Havoc on the outside and Helico backs up to the other corner and charges and leaps over the ring post onto Havoc onto in the, on the outside, which was a really cool spot. Um, back in Havoc hits a bicycle kick, a standing shooting star and a back handspring elbow to, into the corner, follows it with a big backbreaker. It was a real nasty spot. Ivelisse then bitches Havoc out again. Havoc pushes her away, scores with a kick on a charging Angelico, then hits a springboard double stomp and a standing moonsault, but only gets two on that. Havoc then misses a charge into the corner, and Angelico scores with another big knee. Angelico then goes for his, uh, his version of the Razor's Edge, uh, but Havoc turns it into a Hurricane Rana. Goes to the top, but gets cut off. They battle on the top, and Angelico gets crutched. Havoc then inexplicably grabs the mic mid-match and breaks up with Ivelisse before hitting the shooting star and getting the win. Uh, as uh, Havoc is starting to walk away, Angelico tries to flirt with Ivelisse afterwards, but gets his head kicked in uh, by her. So, uh, Jenny, what did you think of this opener? So, <laughs> I don't think any of us were, like, really um, impressed with this angle between the three of these people, but... 
for certain, whatever reason, the match sort of drew me in. I think because I really like Angelico. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think he had a match on one of the episodes I didn't watch. And so this was sort of like a, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit trying to think of who I wanted to compare him to and I kept thinking of Jordan Oliver um don't uh, maybe it's just the height and the body type but very um (laughs) yeah lanky guy but I thought he dominated most of the match um but man I popped when Havoc just had enough and dumped Ivelisse over the mic just in front of everybody it was fucking funny as hell to me but Commentary just shit on her the entire match. So. They absolutely did. <laughs> they, they, they actually, I mean, it was annoying, but um, it actually really played into the whole story of it. And I super enjoyed this. I don't know. It was little. It was a fun little match and a fun little angle, even though it's kind of ridiculous. So, whatever. I don't care. I did two and a half, Jake. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, and that like. I think the story's kind of whatever, kind of stupid uh, and convoluted. And then, like, I thought him getting on the mic was dumb as fuck. Like, (laughs) it's like so ridiculous. Like, it was like so on the nose. Like, he could have just done it. Like, the the point he's saying is coming through. And like, if you had just won the match without getting on the mic and talking, like the whole point would have got through anyway. But I guess it kind of fits his character because he's a bit of a goon anyway. So I guess that sort of fits. And I. And I just want I just wanted Helico to move. It would be like the most havoc thing to do if he just yeah. whiffs on his big like he's fine. Like and the, he was like super face in this match too, like big face turn, like uh coming out of the shield. Yeah, like everybody's yeah. into him. He's he's wrestling like a face all of a sudden. It would have been so amazing if he were just completely lost and got screwed again. But you know, good for him. Um I thought and Helico, this is the most I've been impressed by him. I'm still not like you know, he's just so like indistinct to me. Like uh, yeah, he's pretty vanilla, but he's he's very yeah good like mm-hmm. sure. yeah like he's talented, but everybody else like most of the people in this promotion with any kind of like push at all are like so unique and like have a certain style to them. He seems like a million like just generic like X division kicky guys like right like very great value AJ styles to me with the gloves and shit mm. like. The dive was sick. See, that was like the first time, like, okay, he's doing something where I'm going to remember. Most of the time, I feel like he wrestles and I remember nothing about him or what he does. I'm just, there's always like a tall guy who kicks a lot. But um, I thought Vamp was 5,000 times more annoying than she was. Uh, him complaining was. about her was much worse than anything she was doing. But yeah, I like the energy. I thought Havoc looked really good in this. He had a nice run at one point, some nice snap on. He was all fired up. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with Jenny. I went three on it. I think the story's kind of no, dumb. I didn't. Like, yeah, I swear. Like I thought, I'm kind oh of with you. Like, I, told, I totally agree that it's like I don't think the story's that good, but something about this match just worked. Like yeah. I don't really love either guy, but it's like I think it was Havoc. He's sort of the MVP of this. Like he kind of showed out in this one. Like it was cool to see him like get in there and like kick some ass. I don't know. It's like inexplicable. I was like, the story's kind of mad, like whatever. And then I'm like, that's oh, kind of fun. So I don't know. I don't even know how to explain this, but three. <laughs> no, nah, it was very good out of nowhere. I, I would probably go three on it as well. I didn't write anything down. What? I thought y'all were going to make fun of me for my two and a nah, half. Honestly, I no, honestly. No, you're on the money. <laughs> you were, you're Your on reasoning the money. was on the money. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think these guys have a lot of chemistry with in-ring, uh, and I, I think Havoc really blew it out of the water, kind of like Jake said, just really really brought his A-game for the night. And I, I was always a huge fan of Angelico just because he does a ton of cool spots like that. He'll do uh, many more cool spots throughout the rest of our run, as, as we'll see as we go on. But, um, yeah, I, I was very impressed by this match for sure. Um but we will move on from there. Uh, we go to Dario's office. He is speaking with a new signing that we don't see at first. It says Conan. Uh, he comes very highly uh, from Conan, and Conan convinced him to pay big money to get him into the temple. Says he uh, says here he won't be held back in a tag team and that he can be his own man. It is revealed to be Hernandez, so another, uh, another crossing of streams for Jake uh, as he just uh, entered the highway to the impact zone with us. Uh, Hernandez did. <laughs> Um, but he says he, re he reserved Hernandez a front row seat for the main event tonight. Uh, they then do this weird handshake thing where I think Hernandez goes for a fist pound right. and Dario wants a handshake. So they do this weird thing. So, um, I felt like he was kind of trying, like he was punking him yeah. out a little bit, which I always yeah. like when they, when they do that to Dario, cause he tries to act like such a big shot and they like punk him out and he can't do anything. Cause he's just like, <laughs> these guys will beat his ass. So I always enjoy that. <laughs> What do you think about Hernandez coming in, though, Jake? It's exciting. I mean, like, he just showed up in TNA and what we're watching, and he's awesome. Of course, the uh, the border toss, I hope he brings that with him because that's obviously a sick move. But, yeah, I'm excited. And he's a little bit more of a power guy, which is good. I think they've done a good job balancing that out here. So he kind of helps in that regard. I got you. Jenny, what do you think of Hernandez coming in here? Um, yes, my note says um, Dario was some rando because I have no idea who this person <laughs> is. Um, and then he, he made the tag team comment, so I was like, oh, this must be like a guy that I should know, and I don't. Um, so, yeah, I have zero knowledge or expectations, but yeah, I did get some little, you know, bullshit with the handshake. No, I just kept on, so. And then the fact that Conan is the one that brought him in makes me go, eh, mm. I don't know about this guy. So we'll see. Yeah, so where we're at in Highway to the Impact Zone, he is part of a tag team called LAX, the Latin American Exchange, and Conan ah. is their manager. It's him and Homicide, and they just won the tag titles from uh, Daniels and AJ. So um, they're having a bunch of good matches right where we're at in Highway to the Impact Zone. So check that out on the Place Three Nation Wrestling feed, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we will go from there to our next match, uh, the bull rope match for the AAA Mega Championship between Tejano and Alberto El Patron. Early strike exchange is won by Tejano, chokes Alberto with the uh, bull rope. Alberto reverses an Irish whip before scoring with a drop kick, dumps, uh, dumps Tejano to the outside and scores with a hurricane rana off the apron, but seems to hurt his knee on the landing. Back in, Alberto goes up top and uh, gets cut off, more choking with the rope. Uh, Tejano then grabs a chair and smacks him in the back with it. Tejano then sets up a chair uh, between the top and middle rope, but when he turns around, Alberto hits him with a DDT. Uh, Tejano then hits a drop kick and goes to the top rope where Alberto nails him with the cowbell that's attached to the bull rope uh, and uh, nails him with a superplex. Alberto then hits two big clotheslines and a backstabber. Alberto then grabs Tejano's other rope and starts to whip him with it. Tejano then catches him off guard with a jawbreaker and a codebreaker. They then battle into the corner. Tejano ends up on the top rope, facing away from the ring, and Alberto hits a reverse superplex, but only gets two after the landing. Goes for the cross-arm breaker, uh, but gets chucked into the chair in the corner from earlier. 
Uh, Tejano then gets a table and sets it up in the ring. Alberto then pops up uh, with an arm breaker and a super kick, uh, puts him on top and goes for another superplex, but Tejano actually reverses it into a top rope powerbomb through the table, but only gets two on that as well. Tejano then sets him up on the top rope, hits him with the cowbell a couple of times, but gets a little too cocky, posing to the crowd, and Alberto pulls him over the top rope, or pulls his arm over the top rope, locks locks in his cross arm breaker, uh, and gets the victory by submission in this bull rope match. Uh, Jake, what did you think of this bull rope match? Um, you know, Sean talked about Striker a lot, but Vampiro on these, like, he, <laughs> he must have been, like, on speed or something, because he is just, like, <laughs> talking 700 times more than they normally like i wonder it almost makes you feel like they took him to the side like hey you're not talking enough so he's like overcompensating because i feel like you would not shut up on this episode but uh yeah um he it's had a lot of what, opinions <laughs> yeah like he was all over the place like um but it's kind of what you'd expect at first they go back and forth that i felt like the bull rope wasn't the shots they did do look pretty sick like um there was one where i think um Alberto's hitting him with the rope and that looked pretty sick and the cowbell on it was a nice uh, touch there to make it a little more brutal um, but I didn't feel like it was like that big of a factor in the match I am glad they didn't do the four corners though because it's yes. still played out so I'm glad they didn't do that but it didn't feel like it totally needed to be a bull rope match like it really didn't play into it that much it had a couple cool visuals like always like um, he did the Rana like to the outside and that's always cool because they're like attached and they both go flying with the rope so that's kind of fun but um, they did a good job with the contrast too, like showing that like Tejano was more about trying to use the weapons and take advantage of the stipulation where Alberto's a little more like technical. And then he kind of breaks out the aggressiveness later in the match. I don't know what was in the air tonight, but like the tables, we'll, we'll talk about one uh, later, but the tables were just working with them because this table mm-hmm. broke beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like it was an awesome table spot. It just like exploded into a thousand pieces. So the power bomb was great. And I dug the finish. Like I liked that they went with um, a very quick finish. Uh, that said, I hope this is over because like it seems like, you know, Alberto Patron has got Tejano. He's beat his ass enough. Like let's move on. <laughs> Let's have them like, you know, like they did the whole thing. They got the AAA title on here and everything like they wanted to, but I'm kind of over this. This feels like a pretty definitive win. So three and a quarter for me. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, Alberto needs to take the shirt off. He looks ridiculous. Yep. Um, yes. But Jenny, what do you think? That was going to be my first comment. Why? <laughs> why is he still wrestling in t-shirts? He's too flabby, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How do y'all feel about bull rope matches? You normally, I mean, yeah, we don't like it with the corners, um, but I'm with uh, yeah. I, that's the yeah. only thing that bothers me is the mm-hmm. corners thing. I hate the corners thing, but the, the, if they use the rope and the cowbell, some sometimes the cowbell is stuff, sometimes it's not. But I usually like a chain mm-hmm. or bull rope match, but I hate the corner thing. Yeah, I, I, I think down too. Yeah, I was just say to Sean's point, this does seem like this is another example of maybe like them like gimmick overkill, like. Every match, I like now we got to throw. Like, I don't know if they really built to this, right? Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine missing a build to this. Although I will say, that. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> there, yeah, I like the use of the rope. Uh, I like that really cool table spot. The near falls were really good on Alberto's part, especially. I thought he was really nailing those. Um, I don't. I, I was trying to predict the finish, you know, like what what I want to see. I like I like a choke out, man. You got the rope. Um, mm-hmm. 
I was kind of hoping for something like that. So um, I'm glad there was at least a submission, but I, I would like a little bit more of a brutal finish. Um, so I did the three stars. Yeah, I would probably go three stars as well. It wasn't, it could have been a little bit more brutal. The The table spot was really awesome, but I mm -hmm. feel like they could have used the, they used the cowbell some, but they didn't use it quite enough to my liking. I feel like they could have used that uh, a little bit more and maybe used a few more, you know, just bigger spots. Bigger I, spots, yes. Yeah, I just feel like, right. feel like they didn't want to. or some shit. <laughs> I feel like they didn't want to overhype the crowd considering they had a street fight uh, coming mm -hmm. after it. So um, maybe this. Right, that's have, like. Yeah, good, good. I was like, that's like the danger of doing all these gimmicks is like we going into it have a certain expectation. Like if you're doing a yeah. bull rope match, like we want to see all this crazy shit. And if you don't deliver, it's kind of like, eh, well, then why would we do yeah. a bull rope match? Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, I want to see people getting hung and you know have their face <laughs> smashed in with the cowbell. Like, yeah, it's hard to come off of grave grave consequences last week too, and immediately do uh, a bull rope in a street fight because that match was uh, brutal. Like. Phoenix's face just gets completely destroyed and he is bleeding all over the place. So, I mean, uh, it was going to be hard for them to match that, but yeah, this match was good. Like I said, I'd go three on it, uh, but it could have been a little bit more brutal. And I think it definitely could have been a little better, but I do think that they put in some good work for sure. Um, but we'll move on from there. We get a scene with Puma and Conan training, uh, training for his big main event tonight against cage hernandez then comes in you know daps up conan talks to him tells uh, puma he's a big fan and then puma being his uh, mute self uh just stands there doesn't say anything kind of looks at him weird so uh and then hernandez just walks off and says goodbye to conan and all that good stuff so uh jenny what you think of this little awkward uh meetup of hernandez and puma it's awkward it's it's <laughs> it's so weird he's like he didn't sound sincere at all when he said, yeah, I'm a big fan, Puma. Like, <laughs> And then there's that hesitation on Puma to give him the fist bump. And I go, yeah, I feel you on that because that did not sound sincere at all. So, like, Puma gets his stuff across, like, body language-wise mm -hmm. pretty well. But still, I'm super over him not talking. Um, I, I don't know why. Like, I don't take... I mean, from what I know about him, he's not that great anyway, but maybe it's just annoyance at Conan anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they don't want him to speak, I guess. I, I guess it's his, his voice is very not uh, Latino, I guess. I don't want, think they don't want him. <laughs> him they don't want to give friend. away that he's not actually from the Aztec tribes. Wow. Uh, maybe. Well, didn't stop, I mean, with, Moon, didn't stop with Mundo. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, but but like he's yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah he's close to me. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, funny. <laughs> Jake, what do you think of this awkward? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of these things where it's like I don't know if they're trying to have some like elude that something's gonna happen or if they're just like I don't know. They felt the need to have some kind of. There's not a lot of vignettes on this one. This is really like our only one. I mean, we yeah. had Hernandez, but there's no like real. None of these were real like cinematic as we normally get Agreed. on this episode so i guess they were just trying to get some in here but it was yeah i'm surprised or am i forgetting something that i'm surprised they haven't done some lucha underground backstory puma like he took a vow of silence or some shit like or his vocal cords or you know <laughs> like, you know sacrifice to the gods or some insane shit 
Yeah, they probably should have just come up with something like that. Like he mm -hmm. took a code of silence of some sort. I would um, like that better, I think, than just yeah. inexplicably like. Right, it's normally what they do, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would make sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure he eventually talks. Um, okay. but. I think we do get silent uh, Puma for a, a good little bit more uh, as we go on. Um, Conan yeah, and silent Puma. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just kind of, you know, looking at, you know, his facials and stuff like that. It's, I think it's trying to get across that though he trusts Conan, he doesn't really trust anybody else that comes around because mm -hmm. he knows how uh, he's been turned on before. So um, he, he is very untrustworthy of others other than Conan. Um, but we'll go on from there to our Boyle Heights street fight for the Lucha Underground Championship. Um, before we get started, uh, Dario comes out uh, and he has the new and very much improved uh, Ooh, Lucha yeah. Underground title. Uh, before we start the match, uh, Jenny, you said something. What, what do you think of the new belt as compared it to It looks so <laughs> much better. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of the big gold belt. Um, mm -hmm. Very similar at least in size and color and, you know, shape. Uh, <laughs> but it has that cool skull in the middle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, it's, oh, God, the improvement is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Jake, what do you think of the new belt? Yeah, it's kind of a good move by them by giving us that shitty belt. So now this one looks even yeah. much more <laughs> impressive after the Kmart belt. So smart, smart little uh, swerve. Yeah, my, my guess is is they like legitimately waited too late, and this one wasn't done yet, and they mm -hmm. just kind of threw that one out there, and obviously it made a good uh, part of that little uh, feud with uh, Cage and Puma he, that he could tear it up and destroy it, and you know offend Puma in that situation. So uh, I think it worked out um, in a good feud kind of way, I guess. Um, but to start the match, we get a big drop kick from Puma. Puma then gets dumped to the apron and absolutely crushed with a clothesline. Cage goes to slam Puma's head into the post, uh, but gets pushed into it himself. Uh, Puma then goes for Hurricane Rana off the apron, but Cage is able to turn it into a powerbomb into the corner post, which was a sick spot. Um, and he then slams him into the steps. Uh, Cage then gets a chair and goes to use it, but Puma scores with a kick and then hits a Van Daminator. Uh, Puma then grabs a trash can lid and starts to smack Cage around with it. He then hits a standing shooting star, uh, but only gets two. Puma then grabs the table, sets it up outside. Puma spends a little too much time positioning the table, and Cage emerges and nails him with the trash can lid. Back in, Cage goes for the a, a big lid shot, but misses. Uh, Puma then hits a goes for a springboard attack, but Cage catches him and hits a gross but very unique backbreaker. I thought that was a really cool move. Mm -hmm. um, Cage then goes to the apron and tries to uh, tries for a superplex, uh, tries to superplex him to the floor, uh, but Puma gets some kicks in and hits a absolutely beautiful shooting star press dive to the outside. Uh, he then sets up the table, or sets him on the table and on the floor and hits a springboard 450 splash Oof. through the table, which was another incredible awesome spot. Um, only only gets two on the count uh, back in the ring, drags him to the corner. Uh, goes to the top, but he showboats just a little too much, uh, kind of grandstands to the crowd, and Cage knocks him to the floor. Cage then grabs the chair and puts uh, it around uh, Puma's neck and run, <sighs> runs him into the ring post, which was another sick spot. I uh, made a pretty sick thud. 
Uh, he then throws Conan into the barricade, uh, very lightly, I should say. He, he throws him into the barricade. Uh, back in, Cage uh, brings a trash can, dumps all the uh, all the stuff that was in the trash can to the on the outside floor. Um, tries to use the chair again, but misses. Uh, Puma then, however, scores with the chair and then hits a brain buster. Puma then goes for the 630, but misses. Backup Cage hits a discus clothesline then hits the Weapon X and begins to do the ground and pound uh, that he did a few weeks ago to draw the uh, towel being thrown in, but uh, Conan will not throw it in this time. Uh, Cage yells at him to throw in the towel, but Conan refuses. Cage then hits a double clutch powerbomb uh, with the second one being on the trash can. Uh, he again yells at Conan to throw in the towel. Hernandez then steps in for his old manager. Uh, this allows Conan to kind of sneak from behind, come in, and nail uh, Cage with the cane. And then Puma hits the 630 and retains the Lucha Underground Championship. So, uh, Jake, what do you think of this main event? Well, these two guys have great chemistry. Um, they're, like, such a good, like, speed versus power. They're, like... Um, like we've said before, all Cage's power moves are awesome. Like you said, it was almost like you put him in a torture rack and then a backbreaker, whatever it was. It was fantastic. Um, but like, and then I love all Puma's like little kicks. Like he's constantly trying to kick Cage in the legs and stuff. Anything you get, like, he looks like he's constantly in like desperation mode, doing anything you can to like use his speed to come back at him. So that's awesome. Um, uh, Cage is really brutal throughout this. Like uh, towards the end, he's like clubbing him in the head, which is awesome. Uh, the table break, like I said earlier, the, I don't know what it was. I don't know if they like pre-broke these tables, but they were all breaking perfectly here. Uh, so good on them. The only thing I didn't like, like everything that the stuff with putting his neck in the chair, all that was awesome. I just didn't really dig the whole finishing stretch. Like, yeah, it was it was a little bit overbooked. Like. To me, it made Cage, it kind of breaks away from his character. It doesn't really make sense because this whole thing, he's like a machine. He's focused on the prize. And then mm-hmm. he like gets all emo in his feelings. Like mm-hmm. wanting them to, like you got to throw in the towel and then like stop in the match. He could have just easily taken the win. And he just keeps saying that. And then also Puma needing all this extra help makes him mm-hmm. look like, so he's a mute. He can't win on his own. Like he looks <laughs> super weak. Right, like he just he looks weak. He needs all this help from old Conan with a fucking cane. Like he put this guy through a table, like did a whatever four fifty through a table. But Conan's little cane, like, is the the deciding factor. Even they've been beating the fuck out of each other with everything under the sun. But that makes that much of a difference. I don't hey, it's know. His it's his rebuilt cane. He he welded it himself. <laughs> right. Did you not see Adamantium that? cane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, so that was the only thing. Like the between these two guys, was just those two in there. It was awesome. I just did not love all the bullshit at the end. It kind of leaves us, um, you know, like I just felt like it took some steam out of it, and it leaves us needing a definitive clean ending to this again. So maybe they just want to get to another match, but I just didn't think it helped either guy. But match itself, three and a half. But I think with a better finish, this could have been like in the upper tier. Yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from. And uh, Adamantium Kane is going to be at a GCW show near you. So, uh, <laughs> it's uh, got to be Adamantium Kane. <laughs> um, but Jenny, what do you think of this one? I mean, I had largely the same notes. Um, yeah. The crowd was super into it, um, which is good. And they love Puma. And But Cage is just, he's something else. Like, I'm continually impressed with him until... He has something like the Weapon X, which is amazing, and then fucks around and doesn't do a cover. And then fucks around and doesn't do a cover on 
some other amazing move. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I, it was very irritating to me. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, and same exact notes. Like, why did we have to do this Conan shit? Like, it does not make Puma look good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cage already looked kind of dumb. So it actively the finish actively hurt the match for me yeah. i don't I, I, hernandez had no business coming in there either like that was mm-hmm. fucked up so i don't like that uh, i don't trust conan i think he's trying to fuck puma over um so i did the three and a half yeah i would go three and a half as well um I understand maybe Cage's thought process with doing the Weapon X and then the Ground and Pound because that drew the towel the first time. Mm-hmm. But once he d- does the little double clutch power bomb on the on the trash can, on the just, trash, just just pin him. Like yep. he's obviously not throwing in the towel. Pin him. You can win the championship. You have absolutely devastated and destroyed this guy. Um, and I, I agree. It makes it kind of makes Puma look uh, uh, weak in 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 winning even. Um, just because, I mean, you know, he needs Hernandez and he needs Conan, and he's supposed to be the face in this situation. So, mm-hmm. like, doesn't make him look very faceish either um, in 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 that result. So, um, not the best booking, but like, like Jake said, they have a ton of chemistry with each other. They're very good in the ring anytime they get in there. So, um, never going to be sad when this uh, match come, comes across our our episodes. But yeah, just a really good match, but a, a, a very botched. Uh, just storyline wise ending uh there i mean obviously they're trying to get uh hernandez into this main event picture it seems but it kind of mm-hmm. you know cage cage like i said seems stupid kind of stupid for not going for the pin and then puma seems kind of weak so maybe not the best storyline uh ending to that match but i thought the match was pretty good at the same time um but jenny i'll stick with you what do you think of the episode as a whole um what do you think is the episode? <laughs> I missed some of the cinematic stuff because that tends to be a lot of my favorite stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that opener was fucking hot. Um, we had three really good matches mm-hmm. uh, on this episode. Uh, so that kind of helps make up for some of that dramatic stuff that I like. Um disappointing you know finish mate for the main event but feels like a seven and a half gotcha gotcha jake what'd you think yeah i'm pretty close i'm going with a seven because i mean you can't go too low when all the matches are really good though i do think i think we could have had some more satisfying booking here like mm-hmm. the i wasn't super impressed with the storyline stuff on this episode, which is weird like usually when they do get to these big matches like you know this cage pua match they make it about the two guys and them like getting the best of each other and for whatever reason they i don't know i don't think inserting hernandez in there is a good idea so i i guess maybe i'm docking a little bit because i feel there's a few missteps on that but i mean it's kind of like small potatoes yeah, 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 I definitely get where you're coming from. I, I would go seven and a half with Jenny. I think the matches did enough to uh, impress me to that point. Um, like you said, the storyline stuff may have been a bit a little convoluted and less uh, cinematic stuff there uh, uh, than usual. But um, I thought the episode was very well done uh, as far as matches went. Um, but we will move from there to episode 21. Um, we open with kind of just like a general recap of everything that's happened to this point. Uh, they kind of show a little bit of everything, a little bit of all the feuds that have happened that are going on. They then kind of, towards the end, focus on Rick and the crew and all the 
Rick, Big Rick has gone through, and then uh, talk about the best of five uh, between Aerostar and Drago. Uh, but we start the episode, we go to Dario's office. Rick uh, then comes in with two uh, other men. We don't know who they are, but he introduces them as Killshot and his cousin, The Mac. Uh, Dario then asks how he can help them. Rick then says uh, he heard Dario was the one that wanted him taken out. Uh, Dario, of course, denies it, uh, says he is actually starting a tournament uh, for some new trios titles, and that if they want in, want in they're in. Uh, Rick then makes sure that all three of them are paid up front as uh, Dario hands them all a lot of cash as they walk out. Uh, we get a little bit of a rock band feel welcoming us into the uh, uh, motorhead in here. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then Vamp and Striker kind of run down what happened last week, as well as talking about the trios tournament. So um, I'll go to Jake first. What do you think of the announcement of the trios tournament? And what do you think of your first look at Killshot and the Mac? Yeah, the trio stuff could be fun. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I know that's obviously like a big lucha pastime, so it makes sense. But uh, yeah, they they constantly are cycling in new faces to keep you intrigued. Like, I think it helps them because you know these episodes are short. It kind of keeps things fresh because you're just so now we want to see who are Big Rick's, uh, you know, who is his new posse to take on the uh, his former friends, new enemy. So. Um, and I've seen actually in the brief little bits I've seen, obviously I've watched the kill shot match before, so I'm looking forward to see, uh, what he has to offer. And I like that, uh, uh, they just call him the Mac, which is, uh, I don't know if it was here. That might be later when he says, uh, he calls him big Mac. He's like, no, just Mac. Oh, no, that was, yeah, that was here. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that was here. He yeah. calls him daddy Mac. Yeah. yeah so he's like, no, just the Mac. Just the Mac. <laughs> But uh, uh, go ahead, Jenny. What, what do you think of Killshot and the Mac as you saw him for the first time? What do you think of the trios uh, tournament? I love how intimidating they were to Dario. Um, ho- hovering over his chair, mm-hmm. hands on shoulders. Big Rick walking around smoking a cigar. I know you ordered the hit on me. No, man, I swear that wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> it was just really good, like. Um, intimidation factor and from these guys are huge um, and scary looking so yeah of course he's going to pull out and give them all wads of cash uh, from his drawer and I loved that <laughs> Big Rick knew where the money was like mm. he patted the drawer and then Dario opened it and handed out the money this is yeah, he's great. like give me my money <laughs> he just taps on it it was yep. great. I, I like this a lot. Like one-eyed Rick, he's kind of he's kind of growing <laughs> on me. <laughs> Sounds like a pirate. One-eyed. It does. Hey, there's one-eyed Rick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and his and his and his little henchman here. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But Killshot and the Mac. Uh. Obviously, a lot of people will know them. Uh, Killshot is the current day Swerve Strickland, of course. Oh, and- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, that that is current day Swerve Strickland and the Mac. Uh, Willie Mac is his name. He's been in TNA. He's been all over the place. He's been in a ton of ton of promotions. He's a big indie guy, but he, he's oh, okay. uh, pretty pretty well known around the wrestling wrestling landscape. But yeah, this is where uh, Swerve Strickland kind of gives his uh, his uh, start as Killshot. So, of course, uh, as as uh, Jenny will make me do, I will call him Killshot. I will not call him Swerve. Yeah, going okay, forward. thank you. So, uh, I promise I will do that. 
Um, but we'll move to our first match of the night. It's going to be Johnny Mundo versus Angelico. Um, they trade holds to start things. Angelico scores with the first kick. Uh, both guys then show uh, off their quickness and elusiveness, just avoiding all kinds of strikes and moves. Uh, they just are totally like doing the matrix where they kind of just bend mm-hmm. out of out of the way of everything the other one is trying to do. Um, they both kind of collect themselves and restart. Uh, they they then go uh, after and continue the battle to the outside. Uh, Mundo hits the jumping kick and uh, from the barricade. Back in, he goes for Moonlight Drive, but Angelico gets out and goes for a kick, but Mundo scores with a kick of his own, followed by a drop kick and a running knee. Mundo then drags him into the corner, but Angelico rolls away and gets a boot up on a charge, goes for multiple pin combinations, but only gets two on them all. Mundo then goes for a sunset flip, and uh, Angelico actually, actually hits a double foot stomp. Um, back up, a strike exchange won by Angelico with a great combination of kicks. Mundo then reverses a power bomb and spins out and hits a springboard kick, goes for the end of, end of the world but misses, and Helico then nails a big jumping knee and hits the fall of the angels, which, like I said the previous week, is kind of his version of the razor's edge, but it actually ends up being a buckle bomb razor's edge, which was really sick. Uh, but Mundo kicks out at two, uh, and Helico then goes for it again, but Mundo gets out, scores with a big kick, starts to go for the big or for the end of the world, but gets cut off. And Helico then goes to the top rope for Hurricane Rana, but it gets reversed into a power bomb. And then Mundo goes up again, once again attempts at an end of the world and hits it this time and gets the win. Um, so Jake, what do you think of uh, Mundo and Helico here? Um, so both of them obviously very athletic. That's on display here. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of back and forth, some cool kicks. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good spot for Helico. He's kind of getting elevated. It's like we've mostly seen him in these like storyline kind of matches with the whole, you know, all that shit with, uh, you know, Havoc and all. So to see him just in a, in a regular ass match was like a good spot for him to just do his thing. I don't know. My thing about this match is like it was technically good, but it just felt very like blah. Like it wasn't very memorable to me. Like, again, I'm probably underselling it, but I don't know. It just wasn't that interesting to me like they were both good they both did some cool stuff but it was like i don't know there was no like there was like no ass to this match like i didn't have you know i need like pentagon breaking arms and stuff i don't know it just felt very just like exhibitiony i guess in a weird way like mundo wins like you expect so i went two and three quarter which is a you know slightly above average I got you. Yeah, it seems like a very just match for a match's sake. I seem feel like a lot of them have uh, or at least a reason that are happening, but it just kind of seemed like a, like you said, like a kind of an exhibition for uh, Mundo. I definitely, definitely get where you're coming from on that. But Jenny, what'd you think? I, I sort of had an odd reaction to this match because it was very <laughs> much um, based on like they're countering each other constantly mm-hmm. through the match. And then there's just a lot of kick like and they don't really fly very much they don't really there's not any big power moves you know it's sort of an intricate kind of match um kind of more delicately yeah more delicately worked than than i would expect and um i kind of got lost in a little bit of that um back and forth that they had because i thought I wouldn't call it chemistry. I would just call it really well worked. Like, yeah. because I, I, I do agree. There was a little bit of something missing, mm-hmm. um, some sort of urgency, not maybe I, 
trying some seasoning. To, but, Need some seasoning yeah, on this thing. It, yeah, it didn't have any spice, it was, yeah. yeah. It was too white. Um, right. So, yeah, just a little bit of spice. But then what they did have, I thought, was really, like, a really excellent base. Um, mm-hmm. So, I like the finish. I mean, I, I figured Mundova's going to be the winner here. Mm-hmm. But a good match, and I ended up really liking it and did the three and a quarter. Gotcha. I, I would probably go two and three quarters with Jake. I, I thought it was really good in ring, but yeah, like like I both said, it kind of lacked that spice uh, that it probably could have had. Um, it, it could have had a it, or a lot of the matches that we go through either have like a prize at the end or kind of have some uh, personal uh, vendetta or something like that within it. So mm-hmm. uh, to have a match that's just kind of like, oh, here's two guys that are really athletic and can do really cool stuff. Um, you know, kind of leave something to, to to be desired for sure. But I thought the match was pretty good, and I, I like both guys a lot. So um, good way to start the show in ring wise. Um, but we go to the or we go to a scene. Uh, we get uh, Black Lotus speaking, seemingly writing some kind of letter. Um, says it's been a month since she's seen Matanza. She said she was ready to kill him, but luckily someone stopped her. Uh, the man who kidnapped her is named. El Dragon Azteca. Uh, he claims to be a descendant of one of the original Aztec tribes. Says he was also there the day that Lotus's parents were murdered by Matanza. She says she will train in the art of Lucha Libre, and then and only then will she be able to destroy and kill Matanza. Um, I'll do the uh, next scene as or the next couple of scenes as well, and go to y'all after that. Um, we then get Mundo running into Alberto. Alberto tells him his victory tonight was impressive, and they shake hands. Mundo then asks what Alberto's deal is. Uh, will he compete against a- anyone other than people he's already beaten? Alberto says he forgot about Mundo's sense of humor and almost forgot about him altogether. Says he thought he quit wrestling. Uh, Mundo then says he's the face of Lucha Underground and that he's killing it here so far uh, in one of his lame little uh, phrases that he says. Um, And then Alberto hugs him uh, around the neck and walks away. Um, Then we go to Dario's office once more. He's with Sexy Star, says he wants Sexy Star in the trios tournament, but she has no partners as hers gotten taken out, uh, Masquerita and Pimpinella. Uh, he has found two other partners that she has worked with in Mexico before. That is uh, Superfly and Pentagon Jr. Dario then tells her to keep an eye on Pentagon because this could be her big break, implying that maybe he will turn on her. So, uh, Jenny, I'll go to you. What do you think of Black Lotus, Mundo, and Alberto's little interaction, and then Dario with Sexy Star? Yo, the Black Lotus one was really cool. Like, <laughs> It was total like Kill Bill style. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like the silhouettes or whatever, and she was training. She was writing her note. Like, her... man, this was great. It was mm-hmm. perfect backstory stuff, perfect cinematic scene. She she nailed it, um, mm-hmm. and it, it sets us up for like a ton of shit. Like, it, is she going after women? Is she going after men? Is she you know like it's it's a lot of intrigue there with her. Um, on the opposite end of that, you get all the sexual tension between uh, Mundo and Alberto <laughs> in the in the dingy bathroom in front of yes. that. Very that's dingy. the most Florida bathroom I've ever seen. Um, so that was the note that I had about how gross it was there. Um, but yeah, that was a very odd, but 
typically Mundo's scene where I just thought, you know, they really were just going to fuck each other right there in, in the bathroom. <laughs> and then with Dario and Sexy Star, that was okay. I like seeing her. She she is beautiful. Like, she's wearing the mask, but you can tell how gorgeous she is under there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like him setting her up um, for the trios tournament with Superfly, but Pentagon Jr. makes me scared because <laughs> he is crazy and I don't know what he is going to do. Um, but I like the idea of her teaming with them. I, I love how uh, Sexy Star seemingly has like her business mask and then her wrestling mask. <laughs> she, had, she had like a different mask on than what she wrestles in, so it seemed like she was like dressed for dress for success or something. That's like when that. you got to make the deals. You got to yeah. talk to the off man. You got to put on your business mask. Exactly, uh, Jake. What do you think of these three scenes? Yeah, since Jenny just mentioned it, that was the thing that stood to me is like that Pentagon. I was like, Pentagon's gonna be in this match, and we'll see in a second. He did not disappoint. Um, but yeah, Mundo. It was very like passive aggressive, like weird, awkward, uh, like exchange between those two. Like uh, he's like, Ah, yes, you sir. Oh no, but you. Like <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> like you know, like they were. Yeah, it's, but um, yeah, I'm with Jenny. The the Black Lotus thing was very um. It's probably like the most like pulpy like genre movie thing that they've done so far. Like I know they've done the backstories, but this whole motivation being like, you know, so and so killed my family or whatever is very it definitely kill Bill. Like definitely pulling from Kill Bill. But uh it was making me think like like I dug it. I'm with Jenny. I thought it was pretty cool and it, it fits with Underground, but I could definitely see this being like certain type of wrestling fan would really, really not go for this stuff, mm. which is interesting, you know, like but I, I thought it was cool. I agree. It's just like the most, I don't know, even more than some of the backstories we had before, like just having the whole story be this like, you know, revenge thing. Like it felt like the most from a movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, very, very awesome the way they did it. Um, with the, like, like Jenny said, with the silhouettes and all that kind of reminded you of like an old school kind of uh, karate movie. Uh Really, really cool stuff, and like very Kill Billish uh, as well, kind of like I mentioned. Um, but yeah, super cool, super awesome. Uh, really cool backstory that they've uh, created with that character. So, really cool stuff. Um, but we'll move to our next match. It is going to be the fourth match in the Best of Five series. So Aristar's up two one on Drago. Um, but we start with a quick Hurricane Rana attempt into a pin by uh, by Arrow, seemingly trying to get that third win so he can win the Best of Five. Um, Drago then evades the charge and scores with a super kick. Uh, more kicks in the corner. Drago then whips him into the corner, but Arrow uses his momentum to kind of spring back with a drop kick. They then end up on the apron where Arrow hits a forearm to knock Drago to the floor, uh, where he spring- does a springboard somersault out onto uh, Drago to the outside. Uh, springboard sunset flip only gets two. Uh, Arrow then hits his signature springboard splash, but it it is also only good for two. Uh, more failed pin attempts back and forth. Uh, Drago then evades an attack, uh, but scores with some kicks and locks in his submission. Uh, Arrow is able to get to the uh, ropes. Uh, back up, Drago hits a kick uh, that knocks Arrow to the floor. Uh, he seems to be going for a dive, but Arrow gets in it gets in quick. So Drago ends up just kicking him uh, and goes for a springboard cross body, but misses. Arrow then showboats a little bit too much and. Uh, Drago hits the Stormbreaker, 
then uh, hits a corkscrew dive and wins with uh, one of his unique crucifix pins. So he has tied it up at 2-2. Uh, kind of one of a uh, kind of a shorter version of one of their matches. I thought it was still pretty good, but um, seems seems shorter than uh, their regular uh, going at it. But uh, Jake, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I think as a match, like a standalone match, it's not anything amazing just from the time. But I think in the scheme of the whole series, it's probably okay. I think it's all going to come down to how they finish this off. I think we need to end it with something big for this to all be worth it. Like, I went two and a half on this one. Like, I think, like, I thought it was a good little story. Like, Aerostar is trying to end it quick because he knows if he can get this one, he's got it done. But it kind of backfires on him because then, like, it's like he's, he's almost being too conservative going for too many pins. And then Drago kind of comes back at him and wins it with the cradle. Cause he's going for the bigger shot. So, you know, again, like not a classic match by any stretch and very short, but I think it sets up for the finale. Well, so hopefully they can kind of execute on sending this off with a bang. We'll see. Definitely. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think? Yeah. Very much a middle style match you you already already kind of figured who was going to win this one just how they're going to get to it but i like they didn't really waste a lot of time getting it didn't bother me that it was a short match it seems Mm -hmm. like it fits here and the the pace was insane so you know you're not missing anything in this time they get a lot of their shit in 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 a, a very quick match um what is the name of the thing that Aerostar does when he springboards off the rope and then looks like a bullet or something? Um, when he <laughs> and when he does a splash, like he just he doesn't use his arms up like you would typically do in a splash. He has his arms at his side. Yeah, I don't. I, I know don't what you're like, talking about. I know what you call it, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Where he's just kind of like stiff as a board. It, it, it looks free, insane. Free yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's cool. I'm like. He has no protection. He just goes like right chest first. Um, it looks crazy. And he gets it from the bottom rope. I don't know. It's interesting looking. Um, so that really stood out. But I really I really like this match. I did the three. Gotcha. I, I would probably go with Jake and go two and a half. I, I, I enjoyed it. But like I said, I feel like it probably was one on the lower end of their matches so far, which all of them have been good. The good action is good. I do really like the story of Arrow going star seemingly going for all the pins and he actually mm-hmm. gets caught with a kind of a surprise pin at the end so drago mm-hmm. kind of plays his game and catches him uh off guard there at the end so i like that little story that they kind of played played with it there um but yeah th- these guys have good chemistry they've had good matches throughout the weeks throughout this best of five uh but i just think this might have been one of their uh you know probably one of the lower lower matches of, of, of their series so far, but still a good match at the same time. Um, but uh, from there, we go back to Dario's office. A lot of Dario uh, in this mm. episode. Uh, we get Angelico, Ivelisse, and Havoc uh, kind of sitting like they're in the principal's office uh, <laughs> about to get their uh, punishments. Uh, but says he's given them all a lot of opportunities, and none of them have impressed him so far. Um, he says that he uh, he's not sure he sees a future for them as singles competitors, <laughs> and that is why he's pairing them together as part of the trios tournament. Says they better figure out how to coexist because if they don't impress him, they may not be here much longer. Says their mm-hmm. opponents next week will be a formidable team. So, uh, Jenny, what do you think of uh, the principal's office segment here with uh, Dario? 
how can you have two X's? Come on, Dario, what are you doing? You're just setting them up for more drama. Um, I'm kind of here for it, not going to lie. <laughs> um, it look, I, I don't know that our Mill and Phoenix and Katrina deal is going to continue or if that's already done. So if that's not going to be a thing anymore. I need some sort of weird drama. So yeah. this fits. And and Helico looks so like the like little just shitbag teenager just so <laughs> in chair, like wearing a stupid hat. Like I don't know. It it worked for me. I don't care. I like this. And Helico's definitely a guy that longboards through the streets of Cal mm. California. Uh, on a regular Got basis. socks on his Crocs. Yeah, hundred yeah. mm, percent. Um, Jake, what did you think of the uh, principal scene here? <laughs> yeah, Dario's great here. Like he's basically calling all a bunch of losers. Like uh, <laughs> I like what he told Evelise. He's like, uh, he goes, "Havoc, you just won, but before that, you hadn't won in months." And he looks at Evelise. He's basically like, "And you got dumped by this jabroni, so you can't be that good either." <laughs> like, <laughs> if you got dumped by this loser. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I dumped him. Like, they just all come like a bunch of misfits, which is kind of yeah. fun. Like, I can't wait for them to, like, implode in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And, and like, and Havoc being a lame when he walks out, yeah. he says, no, I did the I dumping. <laughs> 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 what were you going to say, Jenny? No, I, I like that, too. Havoc's like, no, no, I, I dumped her. Yeah, we all know you were on the mic when you did it. I don't <laughs> even know why she is trying to front like she right. dumped anybody. That was... Obviously, very dumb. She, I like Dario too. Person. Like the, the <laughs> like like the bigger guys like bully Dario. So when he gets the schmucks in here, he's got to like get his heat back. You know, like like you know all I these bigger that. names are like always mean to Dario. So when he gets havoc in there, he's gonna bury him. <laughs> yeah, he has to pick on the smaller guys while while he can. <laughs> um, but we'll move on from there to our main event, which will be the start of the trios tournament. We get Big Rick, Killshot, and the Mac versus Sexy Star, Superfly, and Pentagon Jr. Before the match, Penta grabs the mic and says, "Despite the fact that he was paired with these weak partners, he will win the trio. He will win the trio's title himself because he is Pentagon Jr. He has zero fear." Um, Jake, what do you think of that little promo before the match? I loved it so much. It was so, like mm, this is exactly what I was hoping for when he was coming in. Like he just gets the mic. He's like, you know what? I don't care. My team's a bunch of idiots. Like this is between <laughs> me and my devil master. We're gonna win it. Like we're winning the trio style. Like I think he did. He said that right. He's like, he's like, this is just for my master. Like just buries his team immediately. Yeah, he literally okay. calls them his weak partners. He speaks Spanish, <laughs> obviously, but yeah, he says, this so is good. for you, master, but I'm paired with these weak partners, but I will win the trio's title. And I love, like, he's not even, like, trying to be disrespectful. Like, he's just speaking the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, what do uh, you think? I loved it, too. I like the way that, um, uh, fucking Superfly and Sexy looked at each other when he said that, too. <laughs> the camera hit on him, and they're like, Wait, what? <laughs> um, what did he also, say? Uh, also, was does Big Rick all always wrestle in um, gray sweat gym shorts? Uh, I, yes. I, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't notice that before, but I definitely didn't. <laughs> Very low effort into uh, his outfit uh, for yep. his wrestling. So well, yes, he has worn those. The whole sometimes, time. <laughs> if you got the goods, you you know you just. 
You just wear sweats. You mm. know what I'm saying? They're they're at least long, so to, it it contains a certain. They need to be long. Maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dick Rick, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but we start the match. Uh, Penta and Max start things out, uh, both with good focus on the arms early, as uh, as well as showing uh, great feats of athleticism. Especially considering both of their sizes, Mac is obviously a larger fella. He's but he's very athletic. Um, Penta as well. Um, Mac then gets pinned in the corner and hits him with some big chops, whips him into the other corner, and Mac misses, allowing Penta to hit a running drop kick. Uh, Penta then hits a couple of gross chops of his own, more big kicks, uh, and then Mac reverses a whip and actually hits a pounce, so a little Monty Brown uh, uh, homage there from uh, the Mac here, but he only gets two on that. Uh, Mac then gets pinned in the corner uh, and hits some strikes, whips him into the other side, uh, Penta then leaps to evade and hits uh, hits a backstabber. Uh, Penta then starts to go for the arm break, but Max slips out and tags the kill shot. Flag also tags himself in on Penta. Uh, more great athleticism shown by these two. Uh, kill shot it hits a handstand into a hurricane rana, which was a really cool spot. Uh, big chop by Fly and a springboard arm drag. Another big chop before tagging in Sexy Star. Uh, side headlock and more chops by Sexy Star uh, before Killshot hits a back elbow. More big chops, this time from Killshot. Sexy evades uh, a clothesline and hits a back elbow of her own, followed by a tilt-a-whirl head scissors. Killshot then tags in Rick. Rick Gorilla presses Sexy out onto her partners on the outside. Killshot and Mac then do a tandem dive onto Penta and Fly. Uh, Rick then uh, seems to be charging up for a dive of his own, uh, but Sexy actually cuts him off with a crossbody. Would have loved to have seen Rick fly there, um, but he did not. Um, Penta then is in and hits Rick with a big kick. Rick then starts to bludgeon Penta. Uh, he even joins the chop party, hitting some big chops of his own. Um, Penta then is able to reverse a whip and scores with a super kick. Killshot is then in, gets the better of a reversal exchange, hitting a tombstone gut, gut buster, but only gets two on the count. Uh, Penta then reverses a punch into his pump handle driver, but only gets two on that as well. Uh, back up, super kick by Penta, whip into the corner, sets Killshot up on the top rope. Uh, Sexy then tags herself in, and Penta alley-oops her and to hit a Hurricane Rana on Killshot off the top rope. Uh, followed by uh, Superfly hitting the Frog Splash. Rick then breaks up the pin, hits his elevated Spine Buster. Penta breaks up the pin with a big kick on that. More kicks by Penta before he tries to whip Rick, uh, but Rick is too powerful. Rick then chases Penta around the outside. thought that was a pretty funny spot. Uh, Fly then back in the ring, uh, seems to be going for a dive, but Killshot cuts him off and hits a rolling cutter. Mac then is in, hits a brain buster, followed by a double foot stomp by Killshot, and that gets them the win. And then after the match, Penta goes for the arm break on Fly, seemingly turning on his partner, and then Star saves him, so they kind of ward off Penta for the time being. But obviously, this thing with Penta and Superfly and Sexy Star will probably move forward. Um, but Jenny, what did you think of this uh, trio's main event? Boy, I don't know what I was expecting out of this match. I, don't, <laughs> I guess I thought that um, the henchmen weren't going to be very good wrestlers because I didn't know who they were, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I was super wrong because they were amazing. And <laughs> I, the, the Pinta and Mac sequence in the beginning of the match was great. Like, mm -hmm. I 
forgot that we were doing trios uh, because they got they they had a long sequence there, yeah, um, like sure. with the hardly any tags, um, very sparse use of tags in this match, which was very interesting. It just leads to these longer matchups that I'm definitely not used to seeing um, in these in these type of matches, but. Boy, when Big Rick got in there, he just fucking killed everybody. Just laid waste. <laughs> um, he throw in her, throw in Sexy Star um, over the top rope into her team or into his team was great. Um, I love her stalking him up on the top rope when he tries to go for that dive. She was waiting for it and waiting for it. He he's kind of a big guy kind of takes him a minute to maneuver around figure out if he wants to do the dive and then she fucks him up i like that spot um the chops were good like again that seems it seems like odd to have a chop fest in this match but then everybody kind of gets on board with it like yeah we're doing chops here I didn't hate it. I really liked it. I don't know why. <laughs> it just seemed to really work. Um, mm -hmm. But this was like well structured. Like I liked all the matchups. Uh, the combination move for, with Penta and Sexy Star. He alley-ooped her and she went straight up onto kill shots. Mm -hmm. um, shoulders. It was mm -hmm. awesome. Like amazing accuracy in that toss. Absolutely. And then she nailed that Rana on the way down. Uh, I thought she looked awesome in this match. And it's a good start to the tournament. Uh, Penta going AP on his team uh, was great. And then Star saving Superfly was great, too. So I was into it. I wasn't expecting this um, way better than I thought. I did three and a quarter. Gotcha. I think everybody's going to really love the Mac throughout the rest of the show for sure. Cause he yeah, is, how could you not? He, he's a, he's a big time star in this for sure. Uh, he may not ever get that, you know, big push uh, to the main event and win the title or anything, but he, uh, he definitely uh, has a, as a spot and uh, always impresses for sure. So um, Jake, what'd you think? Daddy Mac. Yeah. This <laughs> to me Mac. was like, um, this is like the opposite of the Mundo match earlier. This was very spicy. Mm. I enjoyed it. Like, and that, it, <laughs> like everyone, you know, like everybody in here kind of has a personality and a certain style. And like majority of people in here stood out. Like even the new guys. Like I thought it was real smart to put them in this match because it gives them, like, uh, like Jenny said, like you might be expecting, like if you're not familiar with these guys, which you probably aren't, like you might just think, are they just going to be like, you know, some more henchmen? But then mm -hmm. they prove, like, especially Killshot, I thought looked really good in this. Like, um, he's real lanky, but he moves really well, like, moves really smooth. Um, I love the stomp. I thought it was great. So um, I thought he had a really nice first showing. And uh, my, my man Penta, too, like, at the beginning, like, right after he tells – and then he, like, lives up to it because he won't tag anyone in. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to do this all on my own. Like, and just like Jenny said, that's what I mean. That's what's so interesting because you're thinking, okay, flips everything, and Penta just starts chopping people, like, like he's such an agent of chaos. It's awesome. So, yeah, like they all go in there. Everybody's getting their shit in. Um, I really, I thought maybe it got a little slow in the middle, like a little janky in the middle, but I love the chain moves at the end. Like everybody's just chaining into each other. It was really well done, really smooth. And I like that they let the new members of, you know, Rick's like new fam get the win to kind of get them over. I mean, you know, as long as Pentagon's not taking the pin, I think either, 
you know, his weaker, um, his weaker <laughs> teammates could easily take the pin yeah. for him. So that worked for I'm me. I'm glad it wasn't like it made, Star mm, though. Yeah. Me too. Mm, right. Yeah. Superfly is the uh, is the right man Perfect. to take the pin. But mm-hmm. yeah, super fun match. Like um, I loved everything about it. Again, there was just a lot going on to this. A lot of interest. A lot of like um, interesting little threads to hear to this between Pentagon and Big Rick and his new guys and Sexy trying to get a revenge. I thought it all kind of came together well. So. Three and a quarter. Yeah, I, I might I might bump it up to three and a half. I, I really enjoyed this as well. Um, I think this is definitely Star's uh, best uh, showing so far. Um, mm-hmm. And Penta was awesome as always. I, I, I'm with Jenny. I love that it ended up kind of just being a chop fest. Everybody got their got theirs in, uh, you know, throughout the match. Uh, so I really like that part of it. Um, but yeah, real good debut for Killshot and Mac. Um, I, there'll be two great guys going forward for sure. Um, like Jake said, we've already kind of seen a kill shot match on uh, YouTube roulette. So looking forward to getting in his, into his progression and his matches going forward as well as Mac. Um, but yeah, just a really good performance by those two guys to start things out. And I think the, uh, though they lost, I think the losing team uh, looked pretty good throughout the match too. I think even fly did his part and looked pretty well. Uh, probably one of his better performances as well. So, um, really good main event. Um, so I, I thought it was really well done. Um, but Jake, I'll stick with you. What'd you think of the episode as a whole here? Yeah, I, I think it was, it was one of more of our cooldown episodes, but I don't really mind that. Like I kind of like the, the rhythm that they're into with the show where it's like, you know, you have your big shows, like the last one obviously had the bigger names and everything, but yeah. I, I kind of like these cooldown shows too. Like they introduced some new characters, a little bit more of the, the backstage angles and stuff that, like to kind of push things along and kind of to lead us into what's going to probably be another hotter episode as these things kind of simmer. So I think I went six out of 10. So not much less than the, than the first episode, just, it was different because you have more angles, but still pretty good. I think if we just had, again, maybe not such that, that meh opening match, I think this would probably be on the same tier. We had the spicy match and the lack of spicy match. So right, the um, sour cream of a match. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Jenny, what do you think of uh, this episode? Hey, I like sour cream. So I do too. Uh, I do too. I, I, do too. I, was, I was a little bit higher on that than you guys, but look, we, that was the, ratings wise, like they're threes and overs on mm-hmm. on the matches, which mm-hmm. kind of equals what we did on the last episode. Plus, we got really cool cinematic um, elements here that I really mm-hmm. like. Um, start of the tournament. Uh, a month is crazy to me. I feel like you can wrap it up in a couple weeks, but I don't know how many motherfucking jerks you're going to have in this tournament, but okay. Uh, it, it goes quicker than you would think. It, okay. A month sounds long, but it, it, it'll be it'll be done pretty uh, quick. I hope Penta wins somehow. He wins. The <laughs> yeah. He's going to get back in by himself. <laughs> He just brings yeah. on like some like literal like uh like demons like <laughs> as his partners. I'm, I'm thinking through the rest of the roster and I'm going, how many how many teams are we developing here? Are, are we gonna do some more janky teams like Havoc in them, or are we gonna have like a, a introduction of a true tri- trios team, you know, that is established as trios? Mm-hmm. somewhere else maybe come in i don't know so i'm curious about how he's gonna make the teams but that all that being said like 
I, I thought it was on par with the previous episode. So I did the seven and a half. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, me and Jake were kind of lower on that first match than you were. Yeah. So I, I, I would go seven. I'd go in between y'all um, just because I, I was a little lower on that match. But I, I agree with you for the most part. I will tell you the trios teams in this, they will eventually bring in teams that are supposed to be trios teams but this is very battle ballish i would say right of a tournament so <laughs> there's not going to be very many like you know it's just going to be a lot of guys kind of thrown together so okay um, that's what i hope there's, a, hope there's a mini team for sean I'm <laughs> well, we can only hope um but yeah it, it's kind of a very battleable kind of feel kind of seems like it's drawn out of a hat obviously faces are faces and up and uh, other than this first team with Pentagon and uh, the two faces, it seems to be mostly faces and heels kind of with each other. So um, I can't wait for Dario to make uh, Mill, Katrina, and Phoenix a team. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would would be interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, um, good start to the tournament for sure. I, I thought, like we said, it was a real good showcase for the two new guys. Um, Mundo and Helico was good, but it like. Like we all said, it was kind of blander than we would have liked. And, you know, Drago and Aerostar, again, not one of their best matches, but still a solid match at the same time. Obviously, getting to that fifth match, which hopefully, like Jake said, will be something uh, to look forward to for sure. Um, but, yeah, seven, I thought it was a solid episode uh, that finished really, really strong. So, um, But we'll move on to some awards from here. Um, I'll go to Jenny first. What was your match of the night? Um, I, I guess I'm going to do Cage versus Puma. All right. Uh, Jake, what would be your match of the night? Yeah, same. Even though my heart kind of wants to say the trios match. But... I know. I hesitated a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that too. But I, I mean, you know what? Y'all two gave it to that. I'll give it to the trios match. So I, okay. I'll, I'll, uh, Perfect. I, I'll do that. Um, moment of the night. Uh, Jake, what you got on that one? I think I'm going to go with Penta, like, calling out his weaker team. <laughs> I love that so much. Amazing. Uh, Jenny, what would you go with for a moment? Oh, man. Um, I, you know, I like the... Uh, I like Puma's big table break. That's a good one, yeah. Really good. <laughs> That's what I was going to go with. The, the 450 through the table to the floor was uh, pretty sick. So definitely going to go with that. Um, cinematic scene, I got to think it was probably the Black Lotus for everybody. Is that, is that yes. right? Yep. yep. I'll give an honorable mention to the uh, principal setting with Helico, uh, <laughs> Ivelisse, and Havoc. Uh, you have not impressed me with all of your opportunities. Uh, you better impress me in this tournament. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really, really funny. Um, but uh, Jenny, I'll go to you. Who are your top three and who are your MVP? And I know Sean broke the rules on this last time, but mm -hmm. your your MVP has to be within your top three because he cheated and uh, did yeah, not did. do it correctly. So um, who are your top three? And out of those top three, who would be your MVP? Okay, I'm going to do... I'm going to do Puma... Daddy Mac, because I really fucking enjoyed him in that. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to do Sexy Star, too. All right. And who would be your MVP? I'm going to do Puma. All right. Uh, Jake, who would be your top three in your MVP? 
Yeah, I'm going to put Puma. He's probably going to be MVP. You know, Pentagon Jr. And I think I'm going to go with Killshot because that was a pretty killer debut. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I would go with Puma because he won the big title match. Um, I would, and I'd probably just do Killshot on the Mac. I thought they were really good as well. Um, I thought they did really awesome in that uh, that trios match. So I'd probably give the two new guys and Puma for winning the uh, the uh, title match. Um, but like like we said in the first episode, Son of Havoc and kind of and Helico kind of surprised us in that first mm-hmm. match. So they probably deserve a little bit of a mention too. So, but Puma is definitely my MVP. But I'll go with Killshot, Mac, and Puma. Um, but we'll move from there to some plugs. Uh, Jenny, what you got tonight? So we can talk about the Jenny position. It is Wednesdays right here on the North South Connection. Uh, some shows coming up. I got a new exposition uh, coming up talking about the X-Men animated series. There should be a new GC dub coming up in the next couple of weeks going over the latest shows. And then um, we're going to do a little bonus freakout drive-in for Christmas. So we'll have a a scary Christmas movie sneak another Fodie in um, before the end of the year. So that's pretty much what I got coming up in the next couple weeks. I'm still using Twitter, but you can also find me on like um, Instagram and let's say TikTok at Jenny position as well. So um, when Twitter eventually dies, um, I'll eventually stop using it. So. <laughs> yeah. The old X uh, might, might eventually yep. be X. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely listen to all of uh, Jenny's stuff for sure. So uh, Jake, uh, what you got? Yeah. North South connection. You can find the Jake position every other <laughs> Tuesday. <How dare laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. It's literally, it's literally just one show that I do. It's a ruthless aggression. Ruthless Aggressive Podcast covering the Ruthless Aggression era of WWE. I'm in mid-2003 right now. Logan's on the trip with me right now. So it's uh, it's something. Uh, we, we recently, the next episode will cover when uh, the famous uh, Kane unmasking. So Oh, nice. Kind of a big one. So yeah, check it big, out. big moment for sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, I've got that with Jake uh, currently um, looking forward to talking about that one for sure. Um, but like I said earlier, how about the impact zone on the place of nation wrestling feed about to do no surrender 2006, which has a announcement of a big debut that we've been kind of building towards for a long time. I feel like we've been talking about it for probably like a year or two at this point, it seems like on that pod. So I'm finally going to get the announcement of that one. So that'll be very interesting. Um, Talking Docs is a uh, pod that I do with Jenny and Roger um, talking about documentaries. Um, We're doing a nature animal kind of uh, season right now. Just did my octopus teacher had a ton of fun talking about that, talking about how weird the dude was that uh, dove down for a whole year (laughs) hanging out with an octopus. But it was very interesting at the same time. Uh, (laughs) But check everything out here at the North South Connection. Uh, Check out everything at the place we nation wrestling feed and pop feeds uh just a ton of stuff uh ton of good stuff by a ton of good people so um listen to all their stuff and you'll have a ton of ton of fun doing so um but we will be wrapping up here and we will see you next time we enter the temple Whoa.